<laughs> Hello, I'm Ione Butler and today let's talk about why it's important to give a shit about politics with my buddy, Jeffrey Baumberger. Hey guys. <laughs> Jeff and I worked together on a comedy pilot that he wrote called Dick. Tell us about it. Uh, I wrote a comedy pilot called yeah. Dick mm -hmm. and it's about, a, it's about a goofy guy running for Congress so he's kind of like... Uh, politically, culturally naive, uh, he's kind of rural, and he's running for Congress, and he's a goofball, and that's not that uncommon, I guess, these days, so. Nope. That's what it's about. But it was brilliant and hilarious, and we had lots of fun, and um, Jeff has got me engaged more in politics. He's one of the, the guys who posts stuff on Facebook um, a lot, which I love, but how have you found that to be received by other people? Um... Some people like it. A lot of people have blocked me. I'm pretty sure at this point. Um, I have had people like you're all you're all you're doing is ranting, you know, about politics. So I really I have scaled back a little bit. Right. But because uh, I know it's, it can be annoying. Right. But uh, but in some cases, some people have actually messaged me like privately and they've said, hey, you know, like you've changed my mind about certain things or you made me look at an issue differently, which is really that's what it's all about. I mean. It's about having maybe starting a conversation or looking at something from a different angle mm -hmm. because there's so much to me. There's so much garbage polluting the whole discussion that it's nice to get some clarity every now and then agreed yeah uh why do you give a shit about politics that's a really good question mm -hmm. honestly it started uh it actually started in high school mm -hmm. so when i was in high school uh i was a sophomore when 9-11 uh, happened and when 9-11 happened i was totally blown away by like just the whole thing i'm like how could something like this happen what is going on um and having kind of always been like introspective and reflective i'm like so why would somebody do this why would somebody want to wage this kind of like attack on america and then that's when i started reading more and digging and then all of a sudden i started to realize that maybe there was things that we were doing that maybe people didn't like mm -hmm. and it kind of shattered my view of like american exceptionalism the whole exceptionalism like the whole thing you brought up on that america is great and they do everything right and we're freedom fighters and god loves us so america much. yeah america yeah. Fucking rules. yeah so <laughs> it kind of shattered that and that and that was me in high school being a nerd like just digging on the internet and reading stuff and i was like okay so there's stuff going on here and i should pay attention so mm. and then since then i've just been like totally hooked i took ap government and like fell in love with the whole process so mm. i've just been kind of paying attention ever since yeah, it's funny because I've I have never really I never really gave a shit about it, um, and it was only well you turned me on to Bernie Sanders who mm -hmm. is my hero. Like, yeah, Bernie. Bernie, yeah, feel the burn. Feel the burn. Hashtag so. feel the burn. <laughs> I love that man with all my heart. Yeah, he's awesome. He's probably one of my favorite people in the world. Um, but you turned me on to him, yeah. and I realized that <clears throat> it's not that I it's not like I don't give a shit about stuff. Like I think we all we all nobody really wants to see barbaric things happening around the world nobody really wants our countries to be doing these terrible things nobody really wants the injustice and the inequality and like companies and organizations shitting all over people nobody really wants that um it's just it becomes so overwhelming you don't know how to fix it that it's easier just to pretend that you just don't care about it because it's like i feel like it's just people's way of justifying not taking action to do something um and so yeah, it's like, that's why I think people don't. Do you have other thoughts on why people might not, like, feel that, just feel the need to vote to or... Yeah. yeah, yeah, why people feel the need um, I think it's a combination, I can think it's a combination of things. I think one, one is that it is, like, it seems so overwhelming, like, all the problems that we do face in the world, uh, not only our own nation, but the stuff that's going on around the world and our involvement in that becomes really overwhelming and a lot to handle. Um, I think that 
sadly, I think in a way it's by design. We've created we've created a society that's got us distracted. Mm -hmm. uh, look at the bright shiny object over there. Go get it. <laughs> the more bright shiny objects you have, the cooler you are. And I think that 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 also feeds into this, where it's like um, the need for um, like instant gratification mm. and seeking those things distracts us from long-term goals or long-term things. So we're not always looking that far down the road. Um, but also it can be, it's kind of convoluted, like, you know, and it can become very complex. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think considering people visibly in America, we have like a huge health issue, like yeah. as far as, you know, we have like a, we have a high, really high obese rates and mm -hmm. we spend more on healthcare than any other nation, not only dollar amount, but, but also some of the issues we face. So there's also, and to me, there's a, pro a problem with self-regulation in that regard too. So you're asking people who at times don't appear to be taking care of their own lives to now reach out and it's like, okay, let's pay attention to what's happening in this state or what's happening in all the states or what's mm. happening at the central government, what's happening on, a, on an international level. So I think that it can be overwhelming yeah. for people. So in what way, like, so I, I was just, I was overwhelmed by all the problems of the world and you recommended a documentary to me mm -hmm. uh, called Virunga, which is amazing on uh, uh, Netflix. And um, I watched it, and I'd watched a couple of documentaries, and I just, I just get to that point where I'm like, man, there's just so many bad things happening. <laughs> like I can't cope with it. Like I don't yeah. know how to deal with it. Like I want to do so many things. There's so many different things. And you said like, be the change you want to see in the world, which yeah. I was like, thanks, because that kind of made it all a bit more manageable <laughs> right. in my moment of just like, I can't handle how shit everything is. Um, <laughs> right. But like the purpose of doing these videos and this kind of stuff, it was because I feel like um, people genuinely most human beings do give a shit about other people most human beings oh, yeah. do want to live in a in a we do want to look after our environment and we do want to take care of ourselves and like leave the planet good for our families for future generations and we we don't want to eat shit food and poison ourselves like i think most people do want good mm -hmm. there's just this like disillusionment about everything mm -hmm. um and so like my little step my little step to trying to help with all this shit was to do something like this which is awesome thank you, you. commend you for that why thank you <laughs> um but like what do you think what do you think people can do um i think the biggest thing i think it really you know not to get like too overly philosophical but it really always does come back to yourself and that's like we had that talk about you know gandhi said it and it's you know it's it's so cliche like just be the change but it does start with you and that has a ripple effect um I also think that in a large and by and large, like if we were just if we followed like kind of our authentic interests and passions, yeah, that we would be drawn to to things that will help solve these problems without all of us having to be engaged. So it's like you watch a documentary and you're like, well, I need to fix, I need to fix the the water issue and we're polluting everything and there's money in politics and there's all this financial corruption everywhere. How do I, as one person, do that? But it's like all of us have our own interests, and I think that if we're if we passionately pursue our interests whether it's science or math or finance or being a custodian whatever it is that like you're happy doing i think if we all kind of fulfilled our individual roles yeah um much like the way the human body has gone from being a unicellular organism to now this trillions of cells that collects you know that makes up the human body and it all does it without necessarily you know the heart doesn't do what the brain does mm. so uh it's a matter of like dividing up you know kind of the responsibility and your capabilities and i think that if we all pursued our passions and our interests authentically that the world would find a way to like work itself out if that makes any sense i'd like that that would be nice yeah that's kind of my i just made that up 
<laughs> there's just no validity Whoa. to it. There's no science really behind it. No, that's, it's, it's just like the idea of, like, you know, <laughs> but it is like when you watch a team come together, like, you know, a football team, for example, oh, you yeah. got the quarterback and the line and the receivers. And if they all do their job, they function as one unit. Now the, the, the lineman is never going to do what a receiver does no. and he's not meant to, but that's okay. No. They've got their role. And I think that if we all kind of, instead of playing the game of like, well, I need to be a lawyer because that's what society says is successful or makes me rich or... I agree. You know I, mean? I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, yeah. From my experiences at Burning Man, where that's just a, an, a, a, a big, a large-scale version of that, where people come together and share their talents and share that's what cool. they're good at. Um, and I was part of a camp who I just, I just love an amazing group of people who all have very different skills who just come together to put on shows and performances, and it just, it just is beautiful. That's awesome. And it's just that's what's possible. And I remember we um, on the last day. Uh, we, we had to tear down the camp and get rid of the stage it's a big massive mm-hmm. stage and everybody I, it was huge it was like a mammoth undertaking in like 100 degree heat and every time I would like turn back after like dragging bits of wood off to be right. burned there was like a huge chunk of the stage that had come down and like and it just showed me what's possible when like everyone just comes and plays their part and does right. stuff and like that is right. so possible and I just I feel like especially when it comes to like the, to the, the whole politics thing People just don't realize their power. Like, people don't know their power. Right. And that's what bothers me the most. It's like, yeah. we're so powerful. There's, like, billions of us. Huh, yeah. And there's, like, a handful of billionaires that, like, shit all over everything and control everything. And there's billions of us. And yet we just watch TV and, um, you know, just don't fulfill our potential and don't um, just don't stand up and say no. Yeah. Like, this isn't cool or, you know work together or just have some more compassion and mm-hmm. and then it becomes so individualized um and that's 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 the problem divide and conquer that's yeah. what they're doing right. we need to stand together not not uh fight each other so sorry yeah, and i think no and i think there's there's well there's two things like the one thing you're talking about and it's funny because we both obviously work like we're trying to do create we're pursuing creative careers and we're working in entertainment that's a perfect example of people coming together, right, mm. to accomplish a single goal. So you get on and you're going to make a film or you're going to create a commercial or you're going to do a show. And you have all very individualized, specialized talents and skills. Mm-hmm. And then everybody comes and they, they fulfill that to their best ability. And then what you get is like, hopefully like a great product. Yeah. So there's another example. I use sports, but I think that's so, that's actually probably even closer, like the creative process. Because you, you're literally like recreating life in yeah. an illusionary form, you know. Um, so I think that that's close. Uh, and then the next thing you were talking about, what was the other thing I wanted to comment on? I was having I was having a rant about you people really knowing that ranting about people, the billionaires a, and she's it's like, not even ranting. Down, it's not even ranting. Forks and torches. I, <laughs> it's not it even down. that. I just I'm just I feel so <laughs> passionately oh, about people, people realizing their power yeah, and power. people yeah. people power. We are people the fucking power. masses. <clears throat> we need to stop being the little bitches. <laughs> yes, and I, I think that's a big thing. Is that I think that when you realize. Whether it's sub, whether it's like a subconscious thing or it's kind of like uh, s- systemic in as far as the way we have kind of like a social class uh, or the social classes or the hierarchy of like life. You've got teachers and authority figures. You've got politicians and professors and, doc- and there's people that we kind of put in authority position. I think that um, when you wake up to the idea that in a lot of ways people um, are jockeying for power over you. Uh, advertisers are jockeying for your mm. attention and your power, right? Mm-hmm. Politicians are jockeying for your attention, your power, your vote. Uh, churches and religious organizations are jockeying for your money and your attention because it benefits them. And I think that um, it really is about taking our power back in every sense of the word and realizing where 
other people in society are always trying to it happens in relationships it happens in friendships and romantic relationships uh, sometimes there are people that just want to have control over things mm -hmm. and that's something that we're constantly going to be up against and I think that the more we realize our individual power again starting with ourselves if we can find our own voice in our personal relationships um, perhaps that's like a stepping stone to creating that like on a larger level you know here here um, why do you think it's important that that, did I ask you this already? Why do you think it's important that people give a shit about politics? Um, I don't think you asked it yet. Okay. Why do you think it's important people give a shit about politics? Um, I think it's important because basically, like, politics and government is just kind of a tool that we've created. Like, humans have created a tool called government. Mm -hmm. to. It's a way for us to build, you know, society together. It's a way we've decided we're going to come together and make decisions about the kind of world we want or the kind of uh, society we want to live in. Mm. And... Um, Overall, it's supposed to be an extension of, you know, the idea of a democracy or even a republic is it's an extension of the people's will. Mm -hmm. And um, the problem is, as you've kind of been harping on, is that we don't realize our power. Mm. And where we're at now is that the people don't have a lot of political will. You know, we haven't asserted a political will. You know, I, I'm totally envious that I was not alive in the 60s. Mm. You know, like all the stuff that was going on, so much like breaking up this, you know, challenging authority and breaking up the status quo. That was like a big thing. And that movement is, you know, that's kind of... Do you think of, it will happen again? I think so. I think it's, I think it's natural. You yeah. know, I think there's a natural progression. I think it's going to ebb and flow, you know, of life. There's always going to be kind of this push and pull. And um, I think we're due for some pushback. And we're seeing it. That's why Bernie's so popular. There's, there's a classic. Bernie! Feel the burn again. <laughs> BernieSanders.com. <laughs> Donate to his campaign. I do. I, I have a, yeah. a, a regular yeah. contribution to Bernie's campaign. Yeah. See, me, who's English, who can't even vote. <laughs> um, I'm paying for Bernie. Um, why did you think it's important? What can people but, do? Sorry, did you want to finish your point? No, no, but I, I just, I think that's what it really what it, what it comes down to. It's like, you know, government is supposed to be a tool for us to, you know, kind of figure out what kind of society we want to live in. And, um, and I think, you know, because those decisions, they affect our lives. Yeah. You know, the power that is given to a corporation, um, the power that is given to people, um, you know, these are their guidelines that we're saying, well, we want our, you know, society to kind of steer, these are the guardrails we're going to put up to steer society. Um, and they affect us. Every, every, everything affects us. I think about this a lot, how so adamant and determined and how much money certain corporate corporations spend on getting bills passed that mm -hmm. benefit them. Like they spend yeah. millions and billions, probably trillions collectively, <laughs> um, on doing things that are so dangerous, like to, to get bills passed that really negatively impact physically and just in all kinds of aspects other right. people right. and that's their that's their purpose like that's what they're doing they're they're on a mission to have it work for them mm -hmm. and then most of us don't know what bills are being passed don't really care don't even think about it the way that bills are written that mm -hmm. most people can't read them or oh, understand what the hell's going on no, i'm and a total nerd very... and I'll, I'll read them and like you just it's so hard to get through them because it's yeah. written in all just legal speak and it's yeah. very ambiguous or you know it's just yeah it's just insane impossible like to hundreds understand of pages of nonsense yeah it makes it more complicated than it should be yeah, and then I remember when I I don't I don't really watch I don't watch TV at all. Um, I just don't. And but I remember when I first got here and I did. It was it was uh, when um, Obama was being elected for the second time, and uh, there were all these like props that were like being passed. There was all this just like political stuff going on. It was just like, yeah. and I just remember listening to it. I was like, how do you know what's true? That like, they're all saying completely contradictory things. 
and it's all like I mean it just seems like it was right. all lies right. and I was right. like people must be so confused like how is that allowed that you could just spout that shit on TV so yeah you're talking like the as far as like campaign ads and all the that the campaign stuff. ads and then it was like vote for Prop 35 right, and then right, right. and then you'd be like say no to Prop 35 oh, sure. and then it's like what, what I don't understand you know that's a great that's a great question and why there's not laws kind of regulating the honesty or the truthfulness to yeah. is kind of insane yeah. because re- yeah you're right like the people get their information from television and, and that's why I'm so upset with like you know the media at times and, and even like journalism any like people that write for papers and stuff it's like you have an obligation this is the this is the route you've chosen is like to tell people like to pass a message along and if you're going to let your own biases or influences like kind of shape the way you're going to spin something I think that's a real that's a horrible disservice because again it comes back to the thing like if I'm if I've signed up to be a journalist and I'm mm. fulfilling that duty to my fullest and authentic possibilities yeah. you're doing your job in informing people so not everybody has the time to sit down and read the bills that are going through Congress yeah. but as a journalist if you're doing your job right you've elected yourself to take on that responsibility so that somebody like me can sit down and go oh so this is what's happening mm-hmm. so again it kind of comes back to us like are we fulfilling our duty mm. not only to ourselves and the paths that we've chosen but like really as a society outside of even government like are we fulfilling our duty to each other as a kind of a connected, you know, I don't know, uh, people and a citizenry and a life force mm. to serve each other best, and obviously that's not the case. No, it's not. Sadly. Damn, damn it. Um, <laughs> what do? You... But it's not all bad, you know. I think no. there's great, there's totally there's great stuff ha- there's great stuff happening. And tell me about the good stuff that's happening. Well, I mean, I just, I mean, I can't help but be totally inspired. You know, I went to the Bernie thing that I, I mean, we ran into each other. Yeah, we, uh, I, I managed to get into the Bernie Sanders rally just in, um, yeah, man, it was, it was, <laughs> there were thousands of people there. It was downtown LA and I wasn't sure that I was going to get in and a miracle happened and I managed to get in. Um, and I've never been so inspired. Like I have been, I was very strongly, uh, I want to adopt kids. Um, one of the reasons for many reasons, but one of them being like, I don't think if we carry on at this rate, uh, if I was to have a child, they would have a life, a, a planet to live in that's like safe um, in like 50 years time. So part of me is just like, yeah. I can't justify having a kid. Mm. However, after seeing Bernie Sanders, um, I was like, there's hope. Yeah. <laughs> like there's hope for the planet. That, um, and the, there's hope for all of us that like we might actually address some of these things and mm-hmm. some of these corporations that have been running running the world and some of these people yeah. um, might have to le- start being accountable. Um, so he was amazing. So there is him. Yeah, he was great. So I mean, you see that, but not only not only him because he's the, obviously he's kind of a voice, mm. but it's also the great the amount of support that's kind of rallied yeah. around. So you're seeing people going, yeah, we're tired of this crap, and yeah. we want to do something different, and we do care about the future, and taking care, you know, being your brother's keeper in a way, and and I think that that's inspiring. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's great to see stuff happening. Like, um, it's great to see stuff like you know when the guy in Seattle, the CEO. You know, kicked his own minimum wage up for all the employees, mm-hmm. and there's people in there argue and say that you know, oh, that's craziness and all that. But it's like that guy, you know, through a free market way, is saying, hey, look, you know, I'm a CEO and this is my idea and this is what I created, but my company doesn't exist and this success doesn't happen without everybody else. So tell me it's what, just, tell me this thing. I don't. You're not familiar with that. No. So I forget. I forget the guy's name and. Uh, I forget the business. It's like it's like a credit card company or something, or they mm-hmm. do transactions. But basically, you know, he's a he's a CEO of this company and uh, up in Seattle, and he decided to cut his salary. His yearly, because he's making like over a million dollars a year, mm-hmm. so he cut his salary, like a normal salary, and then he paid all of his employees um, the minimum, like fifteen dollars an hour. So they mm-hmm. were all like salaried, like full time, <laughs> for uh, for for a. Uh, at that at at that rate, mm. so he chose instead of being greedy at the top and just taking well, I'm gonna collect my million dollars a year mm. while everybody else is making you know eight seventy five. He said, "Look, Jeez. this company doesn't 
you know, my, my people make this happen. Yeah. And I think that's something that we miss, especially in the business world. It's totally, it's totally self-serving. Mm. And like, I worked for a big corporation in fitness and I saw it firsthand, like the practices and it is so, it is about money and it's self-serving and they don't care about the employees. Mm. And the thing is that, that, that this, that disenfranchises people, it mm -hmm. leads to bad customer service. So it's like, it really is like leading from the front. Mm. That's great that you had the idea that you're this brilliant mind that brought this product to market or whatever you're doing, even in creative industry, you know. Mm. So what, you, you wrote the script. But that doesn't happen without the director and, and the actors and all the crew. Mm -hmm. um, so that to me was like a great example. And you're seeing more of that stuff and you're seeing more people like of our generation, like the millennials, yeah. are, are vocally and kind of demonstratively more green. Mm. Uh, you know, they're more kind of like inclusive with the way they're running businesses and it's stuff. It's funny you said that because like, I think there was a TED talk about um, millennials and it yeah. was saying... Um, they're all messed up. You know, no, it was a TED <laughs> They're talk narcissistic and all they care about is their ass and Completely selfies. not. It was, their ass and what? Selfies. <laughs> their ass and selfies. I guess we have an ass fetish. There are, I don't know, is it the millennials that, no, you're right, it, it is us that care about our ass and selfies, but no, <laughs> the TED talk was, our, our his generation, what are we, X or Y? Oh. Uh, it's Generation White, with the great, one of the greatest generations to have to have yeah. come yet. Yeah, and the reason that I said that is That's because just what we think, but... no, no, no. It was a TED talk <laughs> by somebody who I don't think was a, millenn a millennial. Oh, okay. um, but the point was, we're the generation that actually um, are doing things. We because we, we have to mm -hmm. um, are, are driven to do things that benefit and are trying to create change. Unlike any other generation, because all the generations before us haven't really needed to. Like we can see firsthand the destruction of right. what has happened What's from that? before us. Sure. And we are, are driven to do good. And yet there's fucking <clears throat> idiots who just love taking selfies and uh, um, Yeah, there's a part of the, that is part of the issue. Yeah, there's there's a lot of those, but I think generally uh, a good Imagine amount of us everybody that was selfing, you know, was out and just would get out and vote. Yeah, that would be great. <gasps> oh my god, we should, maybe we should just try and start a revolution of us like selfie. You take a selfie While as you vote in, and then it has to have a hashtag. Hashtag I voted finally. A hashtag I voted. Hashtag selfie, <laughs> or like hashtag I voted and took a selfie, Listen, or whatever. If that, was, if that was a way to make it, if we, there's a way to make voting cool, I would be all for it. Oh my god, we're gonna do that. It is so cool. The elections are next yeah. year, but then yeah. it's also voting for the primaries and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, do people do, yeah. Kids do that. There's primary, yeah, there's the primary. So okay, see people who don't pay attention. Right. Don't realize that there's and then, like and then next you have level. To, yeah. See? It's terrible. Um, <laughs> and then, um, but then you have to nominate somebody yeah. to go and do the voting. Although it's only limited. Like, how long is the voting mm -hmm. open for when it comes to the so, I mean, it's just, you know, it's the is day. It's a day. day yeah. That's going to be a lot of trying to do that on a day. It's a mass effort. Yeah. Prior to, that's like a massive campaign. Hashtag, I voted and took a selfie. With a selfie. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'm sure there'll be some case to be like, oh, this is, you know, this is fraudulent. Fuck him, no. You, you do it after you're out of the, the, the booth. Oh, right. And then you're, you're, with your you're, you're just, yeah, yeah, with your sticker. And it then should you be a cool. It should be cool. Voting it's like, is hey, cool. let me let me get it's cool to like have a voice in politics. Yeah. That's what we're trying to say. Yeah. As long as it's not stupid. <laughs> like just but look in your own families, you know, the people that are watching, like look at your own family and your neighbors. Like for the most part, people do a really great job mm. of getting along. Yeah, yeah. Like at in business, at work, mm -hmm. or like I said, your neighbors in the neighborhood at a T ball game. It's like people are cooperative all the time. Yeah. And then for some reason, like all of a sudden you introduce political ideology and like nothing happens yeah you know and again i think that's kind of by design i think this washington monster that's been created has locked itself up because it keeps them in power and the more they're What's fighting the washington monster just the whole process you know one like to me the two-party system is a, just a total monster yeah um but you just look at again like when i was talking about people wanting to have power over you mm. it's like somebody who gets in congress actually doesn't really want to get anything done because if they solve problems 
or if you work together with your people across the aisle then who's going to want, like, what are you going to need to yell at each other about when it comes to re-election? Yeah. You know, it's like, what are you going to say? Well, they, well, I would do this if they weren't in my way so they can point fingers at yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, And then nothing ever gets done. Yeah. Um, but then when you go home, it's like, I don't know, we solve problems all the time together. Yeah. Without okay. yelling at each other and wanting to, like, blow each other up. Yeah, so, yeah. So, it's really not that hard to figure out, I don't think, but. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think it's a straightforward. Seems rather simple. But yeah, I think by and large, most people, yeah, they want to, they care about kind of like taking care of each other and are are charitable. I think it's a known fact that the Americans are a pretty charitable people. Yeah. So. What, um, <clears throat> I guess, what, for somebody who maybe doesn't vote or isn't that involved in politics, and you, I know you said, like, be the change, like, sort of be that change and, and, and follow follow your purpose type of thing, but what, what could people do? Like, are there websites, are there organizations, are there things that people could do to use, to, to, Basically, show their power more, and and use themselves. Well, that is an excellent question. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that is very rarely talked about is the power of choice that we have already every single day. So I think that um, again, it goes back to being the change. So if you, I think it's important that we we take on stuff like environmental issues and that we find a way to intervene with people that are like big companies are trying to destroy the environment the gmo fight whatever side you're on there but every day you have a choice to either support businesses or organizations mm. or people or groups that are on board with kind of your what the way you want the world to look mm. or not you so, see you say that though but a lot of people don't know because we've been we've been lied mm. to every day about these things so it's well, hard for them to make that choice right when you have no idea what the truth is behind it. Well, yeah, and it comes back to just what I think your whole point of this whole entire talk really is like awareness. Yeah. You know? So there's, yeah, why are people not politically aware, not engaged, and why are they not using that? But it's like, it really does, again, come back to us. Like, if we were if we were to kind of do our homework and to look at our own life and the stuff that we're putting in our own body and in the, you know, sharing with our family, the stuff we're doing in your community, all those things amount to something that I think is probably pretty mu- a lot more powerful than what you can even do you know, obviously in Washington with mm. legislation, you know, it's like, it's just, but we just don't, we, we relinquish our power in so many ways mm. by the choices we make by being not aware of the products we're buying, what's in it, who's behind it, who's mm. profiting from it and how, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's a lot, that's a lot to take on, but, but you know, mm. we can do little bits at a time. Hells yeah. A little bit goes a long way. I agree. So what's next for you in your, like, creative endeavors uh, or political uh, endeavors? <laughs> um, all kinds of stuff, you know? I'm mm-hmm. always working on something. Yeah. But, you know, I've got something else that I'm writing that I'm pretty excited about um, that deals with a lot of the... Well, in a way, I like a lot of the issues that we're talking about right now. Yeah. Um, politically, you know, I just, I just try to... I'm trying to keep myself informed. I worked on a couple of campaigns in the last cycle... Um, a couple years ago, I had marched with a group called Represent Us, which I would highly recommend checking them out. Represent Us is a group. It's a money and politics group. They're just basically out there campaigning and trying to raise awareness about the financial influence, uh, or excuse me, the financial corruption in Washington. And can you explain? Can you who. explain the money and politics thing briefly? <clears throat> yeah, essentially, um, you know, I only made some great points. Like you made some great points about um, corporations. Thank you. Yeah, about about corporations kind of writing the agenda and writing legislation and getting it passed. So, uh, really, what we're looking at is we have we have campaigns that have to be funded by somebody, you know, and that's the way you can see people's commercials and you get their lawn signs and they get their our politicians get their message out to you. 
but uh, the problem is they have to solicit their they have to solicit donations from somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, people can only give so much. Um, and um, in 2010, there was a, a, a Supreme Court ruling called Citizens United, mm -hmm. where they basically ruled um, that corporations, in a way, um, have as much of a voice in politics, or should have as much of a voice as people. So um, it kind of opened the floodgates for money to flow through what you know we now know as like super PACs and these 501c4 social organizations, mm -hmm. very loosely phrase social organizations uh, to pour money into um, campaign ads and in support of, of, of um, political candidates and essentially uh, what we run into is the people that are financing the campaigns are the ones who basically have our politicians have their ear first you know yeah of course. so um, if I give ten dollars and I show up at a campaign event, and I'm like, oh, hey, Joe Smith, uh, I could only need $10 to your campaign. I'd really like to talk about this legislation. He's going to be like, okay, that's cool. But if I can write a check for 50 grand, you yeah. know, and pay for that next wave of campaign ads trashing my opponent yeah. or his opponent, then he's like, oh, yeah, so let's talk about that. And so, of course. You know, and there's, and there's of course, like, people are like, well, there's no definitive proof of quid pro quo, you know, corruption, like this for that. But it's like, come on. It's, it's blatantly how, obvious. How fucking naive can we really be? Yeah, um, yeah. And there's just, and it's become a huge problem because now we have stuff, you know, this thing with like the, what's known as dark money, which is basically these money that flows into the campaigns through these corporations or um, social organizations. Why do you, what's, what's the social organizations? Because mean? these 501c4s are basically, they're supposed to be like charities and community organizations that do like work in the community. Mm -hmm. And they're limited, they're supposed to have a limited amount of political activity mm -hmm. well, what you have are people setting up these like we could start one right now mm -hmm. and we can call it uh let's call it something fun like um trash the billionaires uh you know social organization whatever it is <laughs> and then we can we, yeah and we, and we become a, a, like a charity or a mm -hmm. non-profit so we can solicit donations from everybody yeah but we also get to hide who those donors are oh so cheeky fuckers when you when you donate to a campaign if i want to write a check to bernie sanders i have to write who i am my mm -hmm. occupation mm -hmm. and all that stuff and then i send it in so they can track that well when you are you know well connected and and super wealthy you can use these organizations to funnel your money in so not only can you max out your donation to like the national party and to the candidate but then through an organization like this you know um, we love america you know uh organization uh all of a sudden now i can give i could i could throw a million dollars their way mm -hmm. um they don't have to disclose that I gave them the million dollars. Mm. Uh, and then that that group can be running campaign like ads that aren't necessarily endorsing a candidate, but if they're worded and phrased correctly and framed right, mm -hmm. it becomes very very confusing to, 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 to like decipher, is this a campaign for someone or against them? Like who is funding this? And so there's this really gray area like where we it's very, you know, shadowy. Mm. The big thing is we don't know who the donors are. Yeah. And um, obviously, it's usually super wealthy people. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that's kind of scary is like it could be a, a foreign, um, some sort of foreign, I don't know, a company. It yeah. could be a person. It could be somebody. It could be ISIS, like yeah, funneling yeah. money to try and like convince us to vote against our own self-interest because they set up this nonprofit yeah, yeah, that's yeah. totally, sh you know, shields who's who's funding it. Bullshit. And that becomes very, very, very dicey. And so, if you believe in like freedom, right, and yeah. awareness. How are we? Can we ever really be free? Can we have a democracy if we don't have access to information and the truth? Mm. Um, and so when you have you know people doing really misleading ads, like you're saying, in a lot of cases, there's no way of really telling like why is that happening or who's it coming from. Mm -hmm. So, um, so then when you so 
like was it Bernie that keeps talking about as soon as he as soon as he becomes president because mm-hmm. he will because the world needs him. Um, yeah. He he everyone that he gets in has to vote to overturn that ruling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what would be the benefit? What what would be the new way of doing things that you just have to disclose? Nobody can vote. Give over a certain amount to a campaign, and they, these these little social organisations wouldn't can't work. Yeah, I think there's tons of different ways like people are proposing to fix the problem you know one of them is like public financing where mm. you know basically we set aside money to match public donations so individuals can donate and then to kind of bolster that the public sets aside a fund mm-hmm. you know to help candidates run um, that's one idea but yeah the big thing is basically stopping these organizations from from doing that right I mean I think in my personal opinion cutting off the super PACs and cutting off these social organizations that can fund issue ads or whatever uh, issue advocacy ads um, is a huge step in the right direction and again it, it keeps because it really it needs to be about the people yeah. and it should be about not how much money you can give mm. you know um, it's about do I do our does the people's voice match what's you know mm. going to get kind of carried out in Washington so yeah he wants to basically he says anybody who I would nominate to the Supreme Court um, would have to basically vow to uh, go back and overturn that because yeah, it's really it's really corrupted the whole process. We've seen billions, you know the the Obama the last Obama Romney race I think was like seven or eight billion dollars poured into that race for president. That was just a presidential race, you know. And then uh, this upcoming this upcoming election, uh, you know, the Koch brothers have talked about they've pledged through their organization to donate a billion dollars to the to the process. Fuck. So now you're talking really like this handful of people that are going to be controlling what ads you see, mm. what issues are talked about, mm-hmm. um, and then also are totally going to have, you know, they're going to have, they're going to have access to the people who were supposedly voting for. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just a, it's a terrible, terrible corruption. And so I believe that it's, I think it's the central issue in politics now. Like, it doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, Independent. There's mm-hmm. always going to be philosophical differences about bigger bigger government, smaller government, what, what programs should we fund. But the one thing that has to be for sure is that the government is doing what the people are saying, hey, this is what we want. Mm. Not what just benefits, you know, the uber wealthy and, yeah, yeah. And corporations. So. It really is kind of the central thing, and it's the one the one theme that everybody should be rallying around, no matter mm. what side of the aisle. And the truth is, there's only one candidate really honestly talking about just dismantling that, and that's Bernie. Yeah. So whether you're a Democrat or Republican, as much as you want to argue with whether you like his ideas or not, um, he is attacking the central issue, which is that thanks to this influx of crazy amounts of money coming into campaigns and the way they're funded... Um, we have legislation that is just so loaded up in favor of big corporations. Yeah. Um, which is not only bad for people, but also small businesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's people that are very much, like, on the conservative side that that are very pro-business. And I think at, some, at times they don't realize that, like, this multinational monopoly is a, is a form of tyranny. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, to me, there's no difference than a king dictating what's going on with uh, the society. And a handful of corporations that are just loaded to the, you know, yeah. loaded with cash to say, here we go, push our agenda through. This is what we're doing. Yeah, it's corporate tyranny. Because nobody else yeah. can afford it. Yeah. So, do you have hope for the future of our planet? Oh man, that's a really tough question. Because <laughs> if I'm being honest, I'm gonna say it's, you know, it's at times I'm like not very hopeful, and then at times I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so hard to think. I have two little nephews, and it's like I think about what the world might look like you know, when, when they're my age, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, um, that scares me just a little bit, Yeah. you know, because, um, because I think that people are trying to move the right direction in a lot of cases, but, um, 
this thing that we're fighting this and it really is it is a corporate it's a battle against multinational corporations trying to maximize profits at the expense of humans at mm-hmm. the expense of the environment mm-hmm. they're just like a cancer that is willing to eat up everything and all the resources for its own gain that is a spot on analogy yeah and at the end of the day it's just not um it's not sustainable you know and i think that it's time to get a little more uh you know innovative about the way we do business about the way we relate to each other about the way we govern about the way we do everything yeah um but we have to push back because this is like it's an it's a really scary force yeah and um, yeah i think that if we continue to let it go my my hope i'm not overly optimistic Um, if we if we manage to muster the balls yeah i think we can we can we can change course i just appeal to like just to people for that very reason and Mm -hmm. especially anyone who has kids um, or anyone who who is intending on having kids because it's very easy you know i just remember a lot of the global warming talk and people saying oh it's not going to be in our lifetime um if things continue it very nearly could be in our lifetime but more importantly you have kids um and um and i know that you love them so it's i just feel like it's our responsibility as citizens of this planet to push back Mm -hmm. to care to do something to take action um and uh because it's their future yeah um so yeah uh that was let's talk about why we should give a shit about politics (laughs) with jeff bomberger hopefully you guys want (laughs) to give a shit or maybe you're just like you know what he's right we're fucked we're doomed (laughs) I think I think I think people will give a shit and vote for Bernie, um, just because he is the only person I think that really has all of our interests at heart. Um, And yes, thanks for watching. Thanks, guys.